<laughs> Good evening, and <laughs> Good evening and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 8-1-2016. Hi, Alex, and how are you this evening? Uh, good. I accidentally took a very, very long nap. Well, you <laughs> probably needed one. You've been traveling around the country like a maniac. What's been happening? Oh, man. I'm home for more than 24 hours. It's great. Wow. So you get to see your wife. Oh, no, she's still in Montreal, so oh. <laughs> we haven't quite accomplished that yet. Um, yeah, uh, so last time we spoke, I was in D.C. Yes. Um, and that was good. We, we, Julie and I were there. We got uh, some media training, um, so that was good. And I had an opportunity to try and put that to use today. Um, uh -huh. Kind of spur of the moment, ended up on... Um, I guess it's kind of an online radio show. Okay. Excuse me, I really needed a sip of water. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, with the libertarian professor. Okay. Um, let's see if I got his name right here. His name is Scott. Okay. Um, and his name is Scott Ford. Uh, he's from Texas. Okay. And actually found out that he is running for uh, Texas. I, I don't know if it's a senator or, or, um, uh, or house, but okay. he's running, he running for a position in the Texas legislature. Okay. So if, if you live in Texas, definitely uh, do a little bit of research on one of your candidates, uh, yeah. Scott Ford. That's okay. state, le state legislature. Okay. Uh, and he actually went to a vape event this past okay. weekend mm -hmm. and uh, ended up uh, doing an interview with the guy that runs the vape shop there and okay. found, all, found all about um, the uh, deeming regulations. So um, <laughs> that was a good conversation with him. And uh, we'll put the replay up in Kassaw channels, okay. wherever that will go. Um, but uh, okay. I was on. I was on there with Jeff Jeff Steyer from the National. Oh wow! Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you have a good time? It was a good chat, and I, you know, realize once again, um, you know, the value of, of everything that we do because there are still just millions of people out there who don't fully understand what's happening mm -hmm. and. Um, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to speak to somebody who is a non-smoker, a non-vapor, and just, uh, you know, this guy's a libertarian, so right. genuinely interested in the, the free market uh, mm -hmm. solution to uh, the, the smoking issue. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, that was good and totally so a that's surprise. That's cool. I, I found that is it's completely a surprise. So, uh, yeah, I I found I think his uh, show page. <laughs> nice. So, I can give you that. So, yay! Um, I stuck that in the chat for anybody who's interested, and I'll add it to the the uh, notes for the podcast later. Um, so that was good. How's Jeff Steyer doing? Still fighting the good fight. Jeff Jeff seemed well and always and on point as always. <clears throat> um, so, so yeah, that was an interesting way to um, an interesting 
something to do uh, out of the blue on a Monday afternoon um, after traveling all over the place (laughs) (laughs) and speaking mostly to vapors. Um, So this weekend, this past weekend, I was in Washington State in Tacoma. um, And uh, I went out there. I I met up with uh, uh, Stefan uh, Didak. Uh, from not blowing smoke, mm-hmm. uh, for those who, who don't know, and um, we hung out with the Pink Lung Brigade, yeah. who have been absolutely vital to the fight in Washington State. Uh, this is the scrappy group of of uh, vapors and vapor businesses that got together. Mm-hmm. I guess um, 2011, right. 2012 yeah. I, I it's been around for a while mm-hmm. um, and started that was their I believe their first battles with uh, taxes in in Washington if yeah. I remember correctly mm-hmm. uh, and, and this has been a fight that's sort of come back every year <laughs> and um, this year they were instrumental in getting uh, a decent law passed uh that um i i I have to review it in order to get all of the details but um i remember looking at it and thinking that the only reason that Casaw wasn't going to get behind it was because it had a labeling provision in there um but uh the labeling provision has a sunset provision which means that as soon as the fda regulations become effective the washington law stops being the washington law so right. that was that was a pretty quick turnaround there that makes um, sense but uh otherwise it, it uh i believe defines vapor products separately from from tobacco and from cigarettes yeah. and um it was generally a, a decent law it, it, it built in some some protections for the industry so sure um those guys were, were vital to it and, and uh uh, just, I was generally really excited. I've never met anybody from the Pink Lung Brigade, so it was it was really valuable to get out there and, and put yeah. faces to, um, you know, Facebook profiles and stuff. So uh, it was it was good. Yeah. No, that's that's cool. So you had a lot of you had a lot of fun. You met a lot of people. I'm guessing. I'm I'm like not the most fun person in the world, you know, <laughs> traditionally speaking. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was very good to meet those folks, and um, I just I, I it, it's great to meet other people in their you know their state associations, uh, especially a, a group that's been successful mm-hmm. and has been doing this for a while because we have a lot to learn from each other. And, yeah. and I, I value that very highly. So, um, yeah, just really looking forward to, to working with them going sure. forward. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Um, I do want to say I, I see a lot of vendors seem to be confused about the 8th. Once again, um, I notice a lot of Facebook messages and, and emails and people are just really at a loss. And that's still kind of surprising to me because we've known about this coming for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, 
and fortunate for you, you don't also see the phone calls. Um, that's uh, that's a pretty daily thing. I, I think I may have um, helped tamp that down a bit because small businesses are also a bit confused about what CASA does. Yeah. And um, and I, you know, look, I, I'm not insensitive to this. There has sure. been, you know, well, first of all, there are just so many businesses. I mean, we're, we've got to be over 10,000. I think somebody may have said 14,000 wow. businesses across the country. And, you know, of that 14,000, uh, there were about a thousand that were members of Safada. Uh, and of course, not all of those are small businesses. Some of them are, are larger manufacturers. And right. so it, it, it really is, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, living in a digital world, we think that everybody's on Facebook and information just flows freely and everybody knows exactly what they need to know when they need to know it. But uh, it, is, it is quite remarkable that it, despite how digital we've gotten, um, there's still a need for face-to-face, -face, you know, word of mouth and, and, and in-print information for people. Yeah. Um, so, and, and this is a great example, of, you know, just getting the word out about the right. I mean, you know, the, the federal government isn't doing a job of <laughs> actually... <laughs> communicating to the public that this is happening. You know, the FDA is not going to take out a billboard and say, you know, hey, kids, remember on August 8th, uh, don't <laughs> sell to the miners and, and some other stuff. Yeah. But so I, I have spent quite a bit of time, actually. Um, and, my, you know, my, the standard disc, uh, standard qualification that I give is, you know, we are a consumer organization and we um, deal mostly with con you know, the consumer side of this. Right. So, I, you know, I am happy to share with you what I know about the deeming regulations, but none of this is advice to industry. Mm -hmm. Certainly yeah. not, certainly not legal advice. So, um, so yeah, you know, I've gotten questions about what, what, how, what's the deal with sampling? Um, <laughs> can I let people under the age of 18 into my shop? Um, uh, what was the other one? Um, those are two of the big ones. I'm sure there's like, there's like five questions that people have been asking. Mm -hmm. Oh, can I rebuild coils um, <laughs> and, and all of this stuff? Yeah. And actually, you know, and I, I had said this to me, this is actually kind of a, a thing that I got from Greg Conley. Right. Um, if you manufacture coils in your store, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> Technically, after the eighth, you you can you can do it. it it's right. it's just the reason why a lot of us are sort of speculating that it it will be um, it'll go away is and, and why people may choose to not do it is because it, it's very difficult to um, make the same coil every single time unless sure. you are a master. Now, I met a guy in in Washington. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to take another sip of water. Okay, sure. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people are masters at this stuff. And... Yeah, so I, I met a guy in, in Washington who, uh, I, unfortunately, I'm not going to mention his product, but uh, he right. is he's a master at building coils by hand, and he 
you know, he is, is skilled enough that he can do it the same way every single time and quickly. And so, it, you know, he's not one of these, uh, you know, um, crafts people mm -hmm. who's sitting behind the counter at a vapor shop and also does other stuff, you know, also sweeps up the floor. That's, that's his business. He, he makes coils right. um, for a living. And so someone like him who can do the same product consistently over and over again, mm -hmm. uh, he, he's got a lot to go through in order to um, make sure that he can, you know, demonstrate what his products are. Mm -hmm. uh, but he, he will likely be able to stay in business. Now, if he right. can do it, I'm sure that there are several other talented people out there who have the same, you know, relatively the same skills. Mm-hmm and can offer the same service. You just have to be able to document it and be able to demonstrate if asked that the, the, the 0.5 ohm coil that you sold a month ago is the same as the 0.5 ohm coil you're selling in three weeks from now. Right. That's, that's what they're going to be looking for. Sure. And you know, if it's a 0.59 coil or 0.55 coil, Yep. There's that potential that the FDA is going to say, well, you know, this is this is a totally different product, and you don't have this in your system, yep. uh, so you, this is a, this is a new product. You can't mm -hmm. sell it. You can sell a 0.5 ohm coil, but not 0.55. So, right. you know, um, and, and I don't really know. Nobody really knows what. Um, you know whether or not there's going to be kind of a limit on the you know, if, there's, if there's going to be a threshold of right. you know, of, of variance within the product mm -hmm. um sure. you know certainly in every other industry you know you know things that there are there is a bit of a variance there and and mm -hmm. um there are acceptable limits that that you can you can have uh we just don't know what that is and so generally speaking and as you know, an effective way to raise some awareness. Right. Um, you know, people should be aware that uh, things like that are are likely going to disappear. <sighs> yeah, it, it's it's a difficult time, and I know you and I actually both commented on a post where someone was saying to buy juice, they had to take a selfie of themselves holding their license and send it to the vape shop so that they could get a code to type into the website so that their order could go through. That that yeah. sort of age verification is going to become really interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what the FDA accepts. Yeah, and to expand on that a bit, actually, Stefan and I, and we talked about this on the Uber ride back to the airport, mm -hmm. um, and that is one particular product that, that, that retailers will have, online retailers, you know, we'll have to choose from. Right. Um, and, and there are no, I mentioned this, I think, in our, one of our newsletters, one of the updates, that, you know, currently, um, you know, the, the deeming regulations say starting on August 8th, you know, all sales, you, you have to be able to, first of all, you can't sell to anybody under 18. And, sure. you know, somehow you have to verify, at least for online sales, actually, can't remember if they specifically get into online sales. If, if you know, if if an inspector comes in, and by the way, and this is not something that we covered the first time, but it's worth bringing up again. Um, 
another piece of advice that, that Greg is, is fond of, of putting out there is, uh, you know, retrain your staff. Uh, right. And uh, to uh, I mean, this isn't this isn't Casa advice to industry. I'm just reporting the news here. Um, okay. But you know, retrain your staff to be aware that there are going to be uh, undercover compliance inspections. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you know, these are uh, you know, it's suspected that you know th these could be young, attractive you know girls or boys mm -hmm. um, who uh, are able to charm the pants off of your employees. And get your get your staff to do things that they they wouldn't normally do, um, and so on. So, uh, and you may you may you may be inspected and not even realize it. So, yep. Um, it, it, but to bring that back to coil building, um, <clears throat> if you if you build a coil that's 0.5 ohms on you know August 9th, and then on September 15th they come back and that same product measures out at 0.55. Right. Uh, they may say that well, you're you're manufacturing a new tobacco product, and you can't continue to do this without a PMTA. Okay. That's that's how I that's how I think I suspect that that will happen. You you will get a, a warning right. to to remove that product from from uh, the market, and um, you know you could maybe take that a step further, and and they may say that you know you're just not doing this consistently enough that you can. Um, right continue offering this product without some sort of substantial upgrade to your facilities or however that is. Um, and of course, you know, in a, in a manufacturing environment, the, the, the FDA may deem that standing behind a counter in you know, the open vape shop, shop is not a, uh, a sanitary enough condition. So lots of things to consider uh, mm -hmm. in, in manufacturing generally. Um, but as a, as a general piece of advice, um, it's the consistency that's going to be the issue and making sure that you have a specific uh, way to, you know, you, that, that 0.5 ohm, that 0.6 ohm, et cetera, right. that particular coil is listed separately in your catalog or, you know, mm -hmm. wherever, whatever your it's got its own skew, skew it's mm -hmm. got its own PLU on the, the point of sale system, what, mm -hmm. what have you. Right. Um, so that's that. And then, you know, there's, uh, there's also sort of the, the, the sort of subversive angle to this that I would love to see shop owners actually be able to pull off, which is, um, come December 31st, you have to register all of these products. Uh, so I, I could imagine that, uh, thousands of shops across the country logging or, or registering, um, I don't know how many different combinations of coils that people could build, mm -hmm. but sending that in and making the FDA <laughs> check all of that, I, I think would be wonderful. Um, so I, I, I think I, the F, I think the Center for Tobacco Products is going to be drowning in PMT, uh, not PMTAs, but registrations for a while, a yeah, lot that, longer than they think. That that could keep them very busy, and uh, from a consumer perspective, um, I. I I totally think that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, not the not necessarily the best industry advice, but um, you know, to kind of help consumers make the point uh, just how important the variety of products are to sure. our continued success. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I would absolutely love to see that. Um, so that was the coil thing. I think I expanded on that a little bit, uh, you did. and then I guess the after that we went into. Uh, well, I, I yeah, right? what I. 
Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is, so if you sell pre-made coils, will you actually have to put the, this product is made or derived from tobacco on the coil package if you sell it? No. No. Um, okay. So and, we've decided that's ridiculous. Well, it's not entirely ridiculous. And I, this was a source of confusion for me as well. And then I've had a couple of different people um, give me the, the different opinion on that particular, it's a paragraph in, in um, the deeming rags. Yeah. Um, so my initial understanding was that this particular um, provision is it's specifically for <clears throat> actual tobacco products that have been denicotinized. For okay. example, for example, there is or will be a mm -hmm. combustible tobacco cigarette out there that doesn't have any nicotine. Oh, right. The um, the very low, like the very low nicotine cigarettes, that sort of thing. Well, that would be a very low nicotine okay. cigarettes. We're talking about tobacco products that don't contain any nicotine. Um, they, uh -huh. they are actually made from leaf tobacco, tobacco but there's but no, nicotine no nicotine in it. Just imagine the process by which cigarette manufacturers make sheet tobacco. Mm-hmm. All of the, all of the flavors and all the all of the natural flavors and the, the chemicals that occur naturally in a leaf of tobacco are stripped out until you're mm -hmm. left with just cellulose, and then they, they they put all that stuff back in and regulate the levels and change a lot of things. The same process <laughs> could be used to make a zero nicotine tobacco leaf product. Um, so it, that it was my understanding that that provision applied to that. Okay. Um, however, I, I've heard other people say that, you know, sort of as a, it's sort of a CYA that right. you as a manufacturer would put that same warning on a bottle of zero milligram nicotine. Okay. Um, sure. I, I'm not in the business of, of telling people to do things that are going to put their business in jeopardy. Right. Um, but it, to me, it does seem, uh, this whole thing seems extraordinarily silly. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that. But as far <laughs> as, you know, the federal government requiring people to put, this product is made from tobacco on a bottle of liquid that has no nicotine in it, that the manufacturer would be able to verify that there is no nicotine in it. Mm -hmm. um, it that just seems that that is stupid. I mean that. I mean, well, that's I, an outright I, lie. I, I know that. that is. Yeah, I know that we can you know make our typical cynical comment about the government sure. and, and regulations and so I'm on. Not. But, I'm mean, not. I'm not. This is just... this is this is stupid even for them. So, <laughs> um, I, I I just I don't see that that is the thing. And um, from what I understand, okay. Um, you know, you're, the labeling on your bottle is the labeling on your bottle. If you have to change the labeling to accommodate a warning label, mm -hmm. that's not something that should require you to get a PMTA right. for that bottle. Um, I don't know now, and I want somebody to, to check this, 
okay. uh, because you should, if you're a manufacturer, you should be checking this yourself. Oh, yeah. um, I Get do a know, lawyer. Get I, a lawyer. <laughs> I, I, I do know that there is, I believe it was a state law. Okay. I, 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 for some reason, I feel like I'm getting confused between what is written in the, the federal code and what is a state law. Um, but I have seen it written somewhere that making a change to accommodate a warning label does not mean that you are making a new tobacco product or a new right. uh, thing. It's, it's, a, it's something that's required no, by law. I, I think and, I and, read that somewhere in the 400 pages from hell. Yeah. And, 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 and it has to be the case because the FDA will, you know, likely be updating warning labels at some point in the future. Mm -hmm. um, so it, 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 they, you know, and that would be unfair to everyone to suddenly say that like, okay, so now you got to put our new warning label on here and everybody has to go through the PMTA process again. Yeah. Um, that would be assuming that anybody actually gets through the PMTA process the sure. first time. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's that. I, I just, okay. yeah. yeah. Oh no, no. I, I, I'm not right there with you. Cause like I said, I only really see like the Facebook posts and messages and emails and that's kind of what I respond to. I can't imagine how many phone calls you get. They've tapered off this past weekend. Actually last week I got a bunch and right. I think a lot of it was, uh, you know, all of a sudden people realized that the child nicotine poisoning, uh, pack, child nicotine poisoning prevention prevention control act act yeah. packaging act was a thing and we're we're suddenly keyed into you know oh my god there's laws affecting my business and and people started you know turning over rocks and realizing that a lot of this other stuff is right around the corner too um <laughs> so we got a bunch of bunch of calls last week i i really couldn't get to them i had over 20 voicemails um that I just could not answer until this past weekend. Wow. And I don't even think I, I managed to return more than one or two of those calls. Um, and, and most of them were, <clears throat> I have little tags on my the notes that I wrote to myself. And most of it was right. FDA packaging. Sorry, there's yeah. uh, an ambulance driving by my house. That's um, okay. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, yeah, we're getting lots of, lots of inquiries. Sure. Um, and then, so, uh, uh, did we, uh, want to rehash the, uh, age verification stuff? Did we, did we lose all of that? Uh, I don't know. Did anybody hear us talking about the guy who had to take a selfie of himself with his ID to buy e-liquid online? And then he had to send it to the shop owner to get a code to go on the website to be able to pay for his order. Because if nobody heard about that, that's just one of the ways that people online are actually trying to verify your age. Okay, we had just started that. That was one okay. of the very last things we talked about. The, okay. Just that part. Okay. So um, to maybe rehash just a little bit, uh, I was uh, in an Uber with Stefan Didak uh, okay. on our way back to SeaTac this weekend. And, and he, okay. he mentioned that uh, this is a particular... This is a product that uh, that online retailers can use uh, for age verification, and it, it basically matches up your your current kind of selfie that you're asked to take at the moment with the with, right. the, with your driver's license picture. Right. Um, and uh, this is just going to be 
kind of one of the ways in one of the products that the people can use to satisfy the age verification mm -hmm. um, requirements for online sales. Sure. But as it stands now, the deeming regulations don't actually spell out in detail what they expect from mm -hmm. some sort of online age verification software. Right. Um, the examples that we have, and I kind of speculated about this in our newsletter, uh, the examples that we have of what will be acceptable come from state laws where they have stated uh, that you need to use some sort of commercially available third-party database right. that cross-references the information on your driver's license with the information on your credit card and, and mm -hmm. so on and verifies that you are an adult. That right. level of detail is not fleshed out in the deeming regulations. They just say, don't sell to anyone under 18. <laughs> and kind of leave it up, leave it up to businesses to figure that out on their own. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll it'll be an interesting thing to watch to see uh, whether or not the federal government steps in again and and further get and gets specific on on what they they will accept. Right. Um, and I think that there are some some lawyers you know combing over that particular provision and uh, trying to figure out you know what satisfies. Um, some sort of, you know, verifying this with some sort of government information as well. Sure. Um, so it, it, that the selfie driver's license thing seems like a, a, a good solution, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not entirely sure that that alone will satisfy uh, yeah. the age verification requirements. Yeah, I mean, if you're going by biometrics data alone, yeah, maybe, but. Uh, even that can be hacked to some degree. Uh, computers can be fooled to some degree, so God knows what they're going to want. Yeah. And it is unfortunate that they don't spell it out for people because people are going into this blind and just doing the best they can. You know? Yeah. Uh, the, and the rest of it, you know, uh, they're they're just really not doing a very good job of communicating. Um <laughs> <laughs> the the details of this and they're, they're you know part of that is because if they get too specific about things then they i think expose themselves to some sort of liability mm -hmm. um so for the most part you know the industry is just left to kind of figure it out on their own and yeah. you know the fda really does not understand this industry they don't understand the effect of all of this on consumers and so um to uh to to steal a bit of uh, somebody else's phrase. We're we're all sort of the FDA's guinea pigs in this. Mm -hmm. Sure, um, I know <clears throat> when because I I do I do use snooze, and I have a friend who lives overseas. I'm not going to say where, but she lives on a military base, and buying snooze where she lives is about a hundred times more prohibitively expensive than it is for me. And I have a 99% of wholesale tax that I have to pay on snooze here so you can imagine what the tax is like where she lives well she uses snooze so i put in an order and ups they don't get your driver's license or anything but they come to your house mm -hmm. and whoever answers the door better be over 18 they better be able to produce a driver's license and the Are, signatures it, better match or you don't get your order and they just it, leave is it 21 yeah so it's you gotta be 21 yeah. Yeah, that's the other that's the other thing that that consumers should be aware of here. 
that the age verification services that are offered by FedEx and UPS, and yep. I don't know if USPS does it, um, but those are for 21 and over. Yep. And uh, they cost more money. So at, mm-hmm. the, the, at the very least here, you know, depending on how the retailer chooses to ship these things, yep. uh, first, you're looking at more expensive for shipping. Mm-hmm. Second, um, you're looking at if you are under the age of 21, not being able to receive mail orders. Yep. Uh, so any of those 18, 19 year old people who uh, had the, the, the limited privilege of being able to quit smoking by switching to vapor products and you depend on vapor products in the mail, uh, you, you may be looking at uh, trying to find a different option soon. It, it, it really is, um, it, it's really sad that it's just all up in the air. It, it's all kind of regulating off the cuff, it seems like. Some things are well thought out and others are just not, the age verification is not well thought out at all. At all. No. Yeah, it's all very pie in the sky. Um, yeah. I, it, um, someone's asking me about lawsuits. Uh, you want to go to the website Tobacco on Trial every day and check for lawsuit updates because they'll be there. You don't have to get a PACER account. You can just go right to the website TobaccoOnTrial.com and all the legal documents for the day will be there. And you can get them in PDF format. That's how I've been keeping up with the, the legal stuff. That's good. I just figured I'd let people know that. I'm sorry. No, uh, I, I I rely on like email messages from Julie or oh, somebody right. saying, "Hey, there's a Nobody lawsuit." Nobody says anything to me, so I just I just go looking for it. But that's that's a good um, that's a good uh, reference point for consumers who are yeah. curious about the the legal matters, especially the lawsuits. Okay, sorry about that. Go ahead, Alex. No worries. A good good bit of information. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I guess that's those are kind of the, the popular questions. Um, the other question I've gotten is, you know, will uh, vape meets continue? Will, will expos continue? Um, the free sampling or, or sampling in general? I think a lot of people are confused about the difference between sampling and free sampling. Right. Um, it's it's really just an exchange of money um and i'm not i'm not going to lay down a a dollar amount that people need to charge Mm -hmm. but uh you know as far as the fda is concerned as long as you're not giving it away for free you can continue to allow customers to sample and uh and another very important point to bring up that tends to get lost Mm -hmm. is um you know, people people are kind of confused as to what it means now that the, the federal government defines this as a tobacco product. Um, unless your state law is mm-hmm. written to specifically reference the the, the federal, uh, the U.S. Code of Federal Regulations right. um, in, in as to where they get their tobacco definition from, Mm-hmm. Your state has to go back and update their tobacco their tobacco definition, and they usually have to do it in different parts of the code. So, 
you know, there's a portion that's for taxes. There's a portion that's for public health um, and, you know, or wherever else smoking or tobacco would fall. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it is possible in state codes to redefine tobacco for the purposes of taxation. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, you have to go back in again and redefine tobacco for the purposes of prohibiting use somewhere. Mm-hmm. So all of that to say that just because the federal definition changes, this does not automatically include vaping in all the various states' indoor clean air laws, which is, a, that's a question that we get quite a bit. So if, right. your state, if your state doesn't specifically prohibit vaping indoors, uh, mm-hmm. you, can, you can allow people to use the products in your vape shop. And, uh, and as long as you're charging a, a, a reasonable fee, uh, people can continue to sample the product in your shop. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Which, which, is, which is very important from me. Yes. That's your perspective. Exactly. Um, so um, <laughs> I, th- I think that covers quite a few of the questions. Um, yeah. And... Um, yeah, I, I, I'd rather end on some, some good news mm-hmm. if, if we're through, are we, are we through the, I uh, think we are. Kasa interprets the deeming regulations portion of the show. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, no, no, I, it's good. I, I, then I need to, then I, you I'm, can just give people a link. I can give people the link to the podcast when they, they call up and what do I do about this? What about that? You can give them a link to the podcast and they can listen. Yeah, I could do that. Well, I mean, for your voicemail messages, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Something. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is this is really not a, a comprehensive overview of, of what oh, yeah. uh, is 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 going on. But I do, you know, we did cover some of the very important things that are happening sure. uh, come next Monday. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's kind of difficult to say yeah. um and actually i just want to make sure that yes it is next monday august yes. the 8th um so yeah this is going to be a really interesting week but mm-hmm. uh this weekend i had the uh well the i was originally supposed to go to south dakota and right. we were going to this event in south dakota it was, it was a little bit smaller than what we're normally used to going to but um we are anticipating uh, well, there there is, I believe, a uh, a tax uh, ballot initiative in North Dakota this year, and it will include a tax on vapor products. Um, so I was hoping to be in South Dakota to meet uh, with with advocates there, and uh, and you know open channels of communication and um, generally kind of get started on on that issue. Uh, but the event canceled uh, because lots of uh, vendors backed out at the last minute. Uh, I know that there are several different reasons for vendors to not go uh, to these events, especially uh, on the eve of the effective date of deeming. Um, But uh, I I, I can say that, you know, other than age verification and charging for free sampling, that there's nothing in the deeming regulations preventing these events from continuing. And given (laughs) that they they sort of have that... uh, traveling uh, uh, revival kind of uh, potential there where you are 
you're, you're traveling, you know, these events are traveling to various cities and, and drawing in smokers that, that may be curious about the products. Sure. Uh, it all means that aspect of these events should continue. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I hope to see a lot of this come back once people realize that, that they can continue. Um, so, and we still have, you know, a few more events to do this year. We're going to be in Oklahoma city. Uh, I, I, I plan on going to VCC in Chattanooga. Uh, VaporCon is in Richmond and yeah. there's, may potentially be going to something in Oregon, um, in November. Uh, so okay. haven't, 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 uh, fully fleshed all of that out, but, uh, those are, you know, those are events and they're still going on. So, um, but because I am no longer going to South Dakota, uh, Mm -hmm. I now get to redirect and go to Milwaukee, uh, for the, uh, North American premiere of a billion lives. lives. And And anybody who's been dialed into this and following this knows that now there are some very important people coming to this premiere uh, mm-hmm. And one of them, of course, is, is Senator Ron Johnson. Yes. Um, so I'm I am super excited to go meet uh, Senator Johnson um, mm-hmm. and and some other people that are going to be there. Uh, and Aaron is a great guy, and it'll be it'll be great to see him in his hometown, enjoying some <laughs> success after yeah. pouring his soul into this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so I'm, you know, myself, Julie Westner, I believe Kristen is going, Kristen Noel Marsh. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if there's anybody else from CASA going, but um, so we will be there this weekend. And uh, if you're in the, if you're within driving distance of Milwaukee, uh, you should, you, and you vape, and you, or even if you don't vape and you want to know what's going on, uh-huh. um, I, it, this, this movie is for people that, are not necessarily from the vapor world. Sure. Uh, you know, this is, this is meant to kind of this, this movie from what I understand speaks to non-smokers, non-vapers, people who have mm-hmm. questions about, uh, about the products, about the industry and sure. about how they have uh, affected, uh, you know, people like me uh, mm-hmm. and, and the benefits that they provide. So, yeah. um, yeah, by, if you and your friends are within driving distance, get some tickets and go to the premiere. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have an awesome time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm jealous. I'm so <laughs> jealous. I am. I, I hope, um, and I hate to say this because I, I know people freak out when I say it, but um, there's a movie theater chain down here that showed Vaxxed. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know people get turned off when I say that. I believe me, I get that. Um, but I was actually <clears throat> able to see that because of the movie theaters down here that actually independently showed it. And I'm kind of hoping the same sort of thing will happen with a billion lives. You know, so I'll actually be able to see it somewhere close to home and take my friends and family because they need to see it too. It, it needs to be more than just my word. They need to understand. Yeah. And you know, that, that is ultimately the goal get this movie in as many theaters as possible. And that's why, you know, attendance at these premieres is, is so important. Um, so that, you know, so that Aaron and his team can demonstrate that, that there is a lot of interest about this topic and, and that, um, you know, movie houses will be able to sell out the seats. 
Oh yeah. Um, and, and not just, not just for one night only, but mm-hmm. you know, if there's enough I, demand to see it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah completely agree. I'm, I'm excited. I'm jealous. You're going, I'm excited. You're going, I'm happy. You're going, I, I, I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I just do. Well, we wish you were coming. That, that, that's a, uh, I haven't I, met you in person yet, so it would be. I know one, it's one of it, these days we're going to hang out. We will. I mean, it's just this this wonderful retail gig I've got is um, <laughs> it uh, doesn't work as well with the vaping events schedule as you'd think. No, <laughs> but one of these days. Oh yeah, totally going to happen. We're we're going to hang out. I'll let you buy me a sarsaparilla or root beer. I don't drink. I know you don't drink. Yeah. We'll we'll hang out in the, in the non-drinkers corner. Sure. There's like, there's like four of us. So, Oh, so there's, (laughs) so there's two other people I haven't met yet. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So is that about it? This week, Alex, do you think? I think so. Um, The next time I talk to you, we will be living in a post deeming world. Oh, good. Because government regulation makes everything better. In case you couldn't tell, that was sarcasm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, um, you know, I I don't typically wish everyone a good week, but uh, this is it. And so I, I sincerely hope that, you know, if there's any one thing that people can do this week, it's to you know, kind of let's up our game and in, in getting the word out about yeah. what's what's about to happen. And and not just that, uh, you know, we need to up our game in terms of helping people understand what we need to do to hopefully fix this in the future. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so this this week is I, I don't know. I'm not in mourning. Uh, uh, this is this is all action. This is all we need to take this opportunity and, and you know spread the word and, and help get people engaged. Mm-hmm. I, well, I I think this is just the beginning. This is we have not even yet begun to fight, but uh, this is people's wake up call. That's yeah. what this week is. So yeah, I hope everyone has a good week. Tell everyone you know about deeming what is it <laughs> august 8th.org august8th.org yep august8th.org it's where people can go to find out about well, maybe take action <laughs> take action and that that's your portal to getting educated so yes exactly yeah. all right alex thank you for everything um thank you for hanging out with us despite the audio problems and thank you for yeah. being so cool about it and it was <laughs> great it was great hanging out with you for an extended period of time so go Likewise. enjoy your pizza go enjoy your pizza and have a great night and thank you awesome. for everything thank you bye-bye Night.